discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Wow. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What a blessing. I want you to kindly lift up your right hands towards him. Father, we are grateful. Just thank God in just a, a, a few seconds. Thank God for this opportunity for us to be together like this. Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. Thank you that your word proceeds with power. Thank you that you honor your word in our lives. And thank you that our lives are never the same again to your glory. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may take your seats in heavenly places. Wow. wow. What a blessing. It's good to be here. It's good to finally come and see you guys. Like Paul said, I've been desiring to come and come and see you for many, many months. It's good to see everybody. Yes, it's good to see everybody. I trust you are all doing very well. I want us to clap for our pastor, all the shepherds, everybody. It's beautiful. Wow. What a blessing. I think a great, a great work is being done, isn't it? Yeah. The fact that you are here is a blessing. Yes. The fact that you are here means that there's something that God wants done, isn't it? Yes. So it's a blessing. Thank you to Pastor, to all the shepherds. I'm seeing Mavis here. Um, I just forgot your name. What's your name? Diana. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. It's good to see everybody. Oh, yay. Uh, Eunice. It's good to see you, Michelle. Michelle, right? Yeah, it's been a while. And then Felicia, yes. It's good to see all of you. Yes. Barbara, it's good to see you. Yes. It's a blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How are you? Great, great, great. So I came all the way to just come and spend time with you. Yes. The aim of these meetings is just to spend some time with um, with all of us, you know, and to share with you on a, on, on the level on which you are on, you know, in order to just explain the word of God to you in a way that will help you, okay? Yeah. I just want to share with you, I, I don't know the title of the message, but as I go on, I'm sure the title will come. I want to share with you on your assur- the assurance of God's word. Okay? Is God's word sure? Can you trust in it? Do you see? There are people who walk in life with philosophies, many philosophies. Uh, what are some of the philosophies that you know in life that people have? Life is what? Life is a gamble. Hey! It's wild, though. I tell you. What, what, what other one do you know? Life is full of ups and downs. 
these are statements that people have made over the period. Okay? Yeah. Some people say life is war. Yes. Heaven helps those who help themselves. Have you heard it before? Sorry? Each man for himself, God for us all. Search for tax. These are all things that, you know, people have said and believing. How are you? It's good to see you. I know you from where is it? Is it Koforidia or somewhere else? Kaswa Church. Yeah, yeah. It's good to see you. I'm seeing faces I know from other places, so when I see you, it reminds me. Yeah. It's a blessing. So people have all kinds of, you know, things. There are people who believe that the way for them to make it, there are ladies who believe that the way for them to make it is to marry a very rich man. Have you seen some before? Yeah, Barbara, Barbara Namatu is good to see you. Yes. Have you heard some before? Do you have a friend who believes that you used to be one even the Lord, the Lord has saved you? <laughs> hey! What are some, I want to know what some of the things that you have heard about life. Some people believe that, I mean, if you travel, that's it. When you travel, if you travel, if you're able to go to America, your life is made. You know, I was talking to some people recently, just a few hours before I came, you know, and one gentleman in the UK, he's so sad. He's left, he left his job that pays 5,000 Ghana cities and went to the UK to go and try and work and all of that. And it's not going well. He's called that he's not happy at all. <laughs> he regrets the decision he has made. Hey! Isn't it not amazing? Yeah. So I will feel that, oh, if, if only I can travel, everything will be fine. You know, I just came to tell you that the Word of God, the voice of the Spirit, okay, are two very important things that you need to train yourself and raise yourself in. Okay? The Word of God. Say the Word of God. And the voice of the Spirit. Okay? The Word of God. Learning to to learning the word of God, knowing the word of God for yourself. If you read in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, look at 2 Timothy 3, 16. It says, all scripture, is, and the word of God can be dependent on, I want to share with you basically on how you can depend on, it's dependable, okay? It's dependable. It's something you can stick your life, you can uh, risk your life on. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So he says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God or by the outbreathings of God. In other words, all the scriptures were, these scriptures that we read are not, were not written by men. It is God who inspired men to write it. Do you get it? Yes. It is God who did what? He inspired men to write it. It is human beings who wrote it with their physical hands. But it was God who inspired them to write Okay, so if you read in Hebrews chapter um, 1, verse 1, look at Hebrews 1, verse 1. Can you read it to me? One to go. Mm-hmm. Wow. Have you seen it? Yeah. It says, God in times past, speak to us words. God who has hundred times and in diverse manners speak in times past unto 
the fathers. How? By the, he spoke to them by the prophets. So there were people who were prophets who God spoke to his people by. And those prophets wrote the things down. Okay? Uh-huh. But it was God who breathed through them to write the things that they wrote. Okay? So it's not just a, it's not just a book. I mean, you can, there, are people who, there are people who believe that, oh, the Bible is, was written by men. And that the Bible is authored by men. And so it's, it's not from God. But these scriptures are trying to let us know that, yes, men, of course, nothing you can do here on earth without a human being. Even devils need human beings to manifest themselves. Yes, you need the devil of criticism to inhabit a human being to be able to criticize somebody. Isn't it? You need the devil of gossip to inhabit a human. I mean, have you ever seen a, a demon around your hostel? Gossiping as you are passing by. Have you seen this girl? Have you seen this? Have you seen some people? It's always human beings, isn't it? Who will come and who will be the group and then they will say something? Hey, this girl here, yeah, yeah, she's like this, she's like that. That's it's human beings. No, be so. It's not spirits. So there's nothing that is done here on earth without human beings. So God, for God to for God to come and come and save human beings. He needed to become a human being because without, being, without human beings, nothing can be done here on earth. Do you understand? Every, every move of God, okay, is from the Holy Ghost, but must come through human beings. The move of God rise on the shoulders of men. Every move of God rise on the shoulders of men. There was a day in, uh, in the book of Samuel, Second Samuel, where David wanted to bring the Ark of Covenant from the forest of Kedjajirim to, to Jerusalem. And on the way, he puts the Ark of Covenant on a very nice new horse, horses with a new cart and all of that. And we're pulling it. You see, they got to a certain place. This is Second Samuel chapter 6. They got to a certain place. And then the, the cart shook a bit. Do you understand when I say a cart? Do you understand what I mean? It's like a, a aboboya. You see the aboboya that is not covered. The one that they used to carry the goods. Aha, yeah. uh-huh. like something like that, but tied to horses instead of a motorbike. Aha, uh-huh. this and they were pulling it. And as we were pulling it, it shook. And the Ark of Covenant almost fell. And someone, okay, called Uzzah. And these two guys, Uzzah and Ahio, were the ones who were by it. So Uzzah tried to put it in the right place. And then God, the Bible says that the anger of the Lord, you know, was kindled against him. Uh, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error, and there he died by the ark of God. Like they were trying to bring the ark of God to Jerusalem, which is a good thing, but we're not doing it the right way. So if you read, there's a portion in Second Chronicles, Second uh, Chronicles, where David spoke about how that they did not do it according to the due order. The due order was that it sits on the shoulders of men, the priests. The priests were the ones who were designed by God to carry the presence of God. The presence of God was to be carried by priests, by human beings, not by a horse. Are you in the church? So what I'm trying to say is that everything that God would do, he would do through a human being. Okay? When God wanted to save the children of Israel, what did he do? This is 1 Chronicles, rather. 1 Chronicles 15, 13. He says, For because you you did it not at the first, eh, the Lord made a breach upon us. 
for that we sought him not after the due order. So there's a due order. The due order was that it must be carried on the shoulders of the priests. Do you see? Uh-huh. So God always, everything God wants to do, he will do through you and through me. He will do through human beings. So God also wrote, the scriptures came out of the, out the breathings of God through human beings, through prophets. Okay? Yes. So that's what you have. It's not just a, um, a document that human, human beings could not have written it. It's not possible. Like human beings could not have authored it. That's what I'm trying to say. Human beings wrote it, but they couldn't have authored it. Are you in the church? They, didn't, they couldn't have had that wisdom. To have people, someone writing something, thousand three, for instance, this guy, Josiah. Okay, Josiah was prophesied about, about 800 years before he was born. 800 years. His name was mentioned. Yes, that's a boy, a, a boy will be born called Josiah, who will come and destroy this particular altar and burn all the bones of all the prophets who have not served God and all of that. And that is exactly what Josiah came to do without knowing that it was written about him. Can you imagine? 700, almost 800 years later, 749 years. For instance, Jesus' coming was prophesied several years. At least 1,000 years before he came. Yes. That's a 1,000, sorry. Uh, at least 4,000 years. 4,000 years before he came. Genesis chapter 3. Jesus' coming was spoken about. Uh, the seed of the which is the which is a virgin. Uh, not the seed of a man. It's a man who has seed. The woman does not have seed. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? <laughs> and Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 it says, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Have you seen this? He was talking about Jesus' birth. He says, the seed of the woman eh? and it's thy seed and her seed. The woman does not have seed but God mentioned that there's a seed going to come who will come out of a woman. Do you see? Uh-huh. For instance, many, 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 so this is about 4,000 years before Jesus came. Then about 3,000 years before Jesus came, during the, during the time of Moses. Moses also said in Deuteronomy that a prophet like unto me shall God raise. Eh? And then he says, him shall, he, him shall you hear. It is, it is he that you shall hear. Many, many, you can look at that and put it up. These are, all, these are all verses in the Bible. So many things, I preached a message on uh, the authenticity of the word. And I shared a lot about some of these things, okay? It says, the Lord thy God, this is Deuteronomy 18, verse 15. The Lord thy God will raise up upon thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me. Unto him ye shall hearken. He was talking about Jesus. Jacob also prophesied about him in Genesis chapter 49. Yes. Unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Unto Shiloh comes. He said so many things. So, we, I mean, it couldn't have, it couldn't have been from a man. Or for men sitting down and talking and saying that, okay, so we'll write it like this and write it like this, right? It couldn't have been. So it is straight from God. I'm just trying to let you know. Genesis 49, verse 10. It says, The scepter depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come. Jesus is called Shiloh. Until Shiloh come. Then it says, And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Have you seen it? He was talking about Jesus' coming. And these are several years before Jesus came. Several years. There are many, 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 many things. Many, many, many events that have been spoken of that have come to pass. Many things. Different, different things. Wow. 
Isn't amazing? So, it's it's a document that is breathed by God. Okay, it's the outbreathings of God. Go back to Second Timothy where we were reading, verse uh, chapter three, verse sixteen. If you remember, are you in the church? It says all scripture is given by what? Inspiration of God, and that's what I'm trying to explain now. It's given by inspiration of God. Say it's given by inspiration of God. It's important you understand this. Okay? It's important you what? You understand. So that you know how dependable it is. Some people can't, don't read the Bible because they feel it is a relic of past imaginations. Yes, it's a relic. Yes, bro. It's a relic of past imaginations. It's a relic. Like an old something that, um, I mean, what's this that we should, they say we should read. We should read for what? What will it do for us? You see, uh, let me show you a scripture in uh, Second Peter, Second Second Peter chapter one, from from verse nineteen. Let me let's read let's read from from verse sixteen all the way to verse twenty one. Okay, it's a very powerful portion of the, the the Bible, which I want to just explain to you. Okay. This is Peter writing, and he says that, For we have not believed, we have not followed cunningly devised fables. Since you like NLT here, let me read it in, in Todi Living Translation, right? Todi Living Translation. Look at it. It says, For we, we were not making up clever stories. When we told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, it wasn't clever stories. It happened. We saw his majestic splendor with our own eyes. This is Peter. So he says, I saw his majestic splendor with my own eyes. And it happened in Peter's life. In Matthew chapter 17, that's a reference. You don't have to go there. Okay? Go to the next verse. When he received honor and glory from God the Father, the voice of the majestic glory of God said to him, This is my dearly, beloved, my dearly loved son, who brings me great joy. I don't know if you've ever read it in Matthew chapter 17. When they went up, Jesus took Peter, James, and John to the mountain to pray. And as he was praying, his countenance was changed. His, his, his dress became white like snow. And then uh, 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 Elijah and Moses appeared and started talking to them. How did Peter and everybody knew that it was Elijah and Moses? It was because it was in the, it was in the, in the realm of the Spirit. You know everybody. In the, if you should enter the Spirit right now, and you should be in heaven right now, you will know Paul if you see Paul. Nobody will introduce him to you. You just know that this is Paul. You know that this is David. They, nobody needs introduction in the other spirit. You see, because when you, when you get into the spirit on a certain level, you know things without being told. Hallelujah. So Peter knew, he just knew that it was Elijah and Moses. They all knew that it was Elijah and Moses talking to him. And then a voice, a cloud came around them, and then a voice, the, Lord, the, the voice of God came and said that, this is my son. My chosen one. This is NLT still. Okay, he's, he's showing us the one in Luke. There's one in Matthew 17, but this one is the one in Luke chapter 9, verse 35 now. He says, this is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. And that's what Peter was recounting in Second Peter chapter 1, where I was just reading to you. Do, you. do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, so go back to Second Peter 1, 17. He says, when he received honor and glory from God the Father, the voice of the majestic glory of God said to him, this is my, my dearly loved son, who brings me great joy? Verse 18. He says, We ourselves heard that voice from heaven when we were with him in, on the holy mountain. I just showed you that, right? 
were with him on the holy mountain, we heard the voice ourselves. Now, listen to the next. The next thing I'm going to say is the most powerful thing I'm going to say in the whole preaching. If you miss that one, you have missed something very big. So don't miss what I'm going to say next. Okay? Are you in the church? Okay. Next verse. It says, because of that experience, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. Because of the experience we had, we have a greater what, confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. Have you seen it? A greater what, confidence in the message proclaimed by the which prophets? The Bible. The Bible. Other versions will let you know. Look at other versions. I don't know if you have any other version. He's talking, he's talking. So Peter is now coming to talk about the Bible. And why you should have so much confidence in the Bible. Are you seeing it? Okay. This is what. Can you quickly show it to us? We don't have time. He says, we couldn't be more sure of what we saw and heard. This is message. God's glory, God's voice. Then he says, the prophetic word was confirmed to us. Which prophetic word? The prophetic word that was written was confirmed to us. I see it. So, in, in Christianity, you allow the word of God to be confirmed to you by the Holy Spirit. That's why I mentioned that the word of God and the voice of the Spirit are very important. And the, the voice of the Spirit always comes to confirm what the word of God has said. Does it make sense to you? Yeah. Not, not uh, you hearing something and then going to find it in the scriptures. What you hear must conform to what God has already said in his word. Okay? The prophetic word was confirmed to us. You do well to keep focusing on it. He says you do well if you keep focusing on the prophetic Which prophetic word? The word of God. So Peter is saying that I had an experience. But the experience I had cannot be compared to what the scriptures say. Do, do, do you get it? In other words, my experience was actually a confirmation of what the word of God has said. And that's the most important thing I said I was going to say. So your experiences must confirm what the word of God says. Okay? Not the other way around. Not um, you getting an experience and then you go and look go and see if it's in the Bible. And then you are led by your experience rather than the word of God. The word of God is the sure guide. It's a sure guide. You will never lose your way if you allow the word of God to lead you. The voice of the Spirit comes to confirm what the word of God has already said. It's called comparing spiritual with spiritual. Okay? Are you in the church? You will do all to keep focusing on it, on the word. It is the one light you have in a dark time. The word of God is the one light you have in a dark time as you wait for the for daybreak and the rising of the morning star in your house. The, the morning star is Jesus Christ. Okay? Next verse. Verse 20. Then it says, above all, you must realize that no prophecy in scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding. It didn't come from the prophet's own understanding. You must understand. It says, above all, you must realize that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding. Next, verse 21. Or from human initiative. No! Those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. They were moved by who? By the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. That's why it says, all Scripture... Is given by the inspiration of God. By the inspi- that was said by Paul. Peter also said this. 
Are you in a church? Yes. Or you have gone home? So it's very important that you don't joke with the word of God because it is inspired by God. It is God-breathed. It is God's letters. It's God's message to you. Okay? It's God's message to who? To you. The Old Testament was written for your learning. For our learning. All the old, that's why you have to read the Old Testament. That's why you should read First Samuel. When you read First Samuel, you will see why you shouldn't, um, you shouldn't lay a hand on prophets, on God's people. Why you should not touch the anointed of God. You see why you, you learn a lot of things. What I'm saying is in Romans, Romans chapter 13. Um, is it verse 5? That we through the scriptures might have, uh, we through patience, verse 4 rather. Let's read. Look, it says, Such things were written in the scriptures, Romans 15, rather, not 13, Romans 15, 4. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. To what? You are written for what purpose? To teach us. And the scripture gives us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Isn't it? it gives us what? It gives us hope and encouragement. As we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. The scriptures give you what? Hope and encouragement. As you wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. So um, the testament was written for our learning. Okay, you will know. You shouldn't do. There are some things you shouldn't get involved in. You will know the end of last when you read your. As you are reading, as you are reading books like First Samuel, Second Samuel, you will see. You will see someone called uh, um, Amnon. Amnon desired his sister, his stepsister. Eh? They were. He, he was related to her by blood from the father's side not from the mother's side and he desired her so much uh, the Bible says that he loved her so much that it made him sick I don't know if uh, guys, I don't know if you've ever had it like Charlie, you want to you, you are getting, what's it, is, it, is it blue balls? what do they call it? is it blue balls? have you heard of blue balls? hey <laughs> Like you have met the girl. I'm going. I'm going back to Akau. See, it's like you don't like what I'm saying to you. For a moment, I felt like going to Akau. Look at this. Second Samuel thirteen two. It says Amnon became so obsessed with Tamar that he became ill. Yeah, she was a virgin, and Amnon thought he could ha- never have her. Yeah. When you read some of these things, it teaches you, like, it, 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 it gives you a learning experience. And you, you, you can be assured of the, the, the wisdom it is bringing to you. It gives you wisdom. You can depend on it. If you, if you depend on the word of God, it will, it will guide you. You'll be shocked. you never get into certain types of trouble. Yes. Amnon's friend came and told him, because 
Amnon, Amnon, street what? Streetwise. Message version. Yeah, but Amnon had a captive friend, and this is message. It says, Amnon had a good friend, Jonadab, the son of David's brother, Shimei. Jonadab was exceptionally streetwise. Streetwise guy. Wild guy. Yeah, gangster. Papa, papa guy. Yeah. You, you learn not to have such friends because his, his advice destroyed. His, this advice led him to death. Yeah. Yeah. He gave, gave him a very crafty way of going about the whole thing. And it worked. Yes. Only after three years he died. Do you see? Are you in the church or you have gone home? You like what I'm sharing with, or you don't like what I'm sharing with? So you can depend on God's word. If you, if you, if you read, you will know. Hmm? You will know that, Charlie, even no matter how much your feelings are going all over, you know that, Charlie, this thing, this thing, this thing, some death, this, free, it is free scholarship there, but some death, there's some death around somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Have you heard of Rehoboam before? Rehoboam. Rehoboam was Solomon's son. His father was the wisest man who ever lived. But he was a foolish, he was the worst of all the He was a foolish of all the kings. Yeah. So wisdom is not passed from father to son. No, 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 no. It's a gift from God. And you must seek God for yourself. Or you must seek the word of God for yourself in order for the wisdom of God to permeate your soul. Yeah. The guy was, you know, he became king, and when he became king, the children of Israel came and told him that, Charlie, the burdens that you're, the taxes were too much. So can you reduce it for us? So I will serve you forever, just reduce the taxes. Instead of this, you go, he'll think about it. Then he called the older men, the wise men who stood with his father and counseled his father. And the wise men said, oh, Charlie, what they are saying is true. Reduce the taxes. Let the taxes come down. If it comes down, they will serve you forever. First Kings chapter 12, verse 7 now. It says, And he speak unto him, saying, If thou will be a servant unto these people this day, and will serve them, and answer them, and speak good words to them, then will they be thy servants forever. So reduce the burdens. Then he said, Okay, I've heard. Then he went to call his friends, his boys' boys, those you grew up with. You can say, But he forsook the counsel of the old men which they had given him, and consorted with the younger, young men that were grown up with him, and which stood before him. His brothers, his friends, hmm? those you grew up with. Your friends don't have, they don't have a good, they don't have good advice for you. The one, your roommate, she doesn't know much. Her brain is small. It's like Chocomilo. It doesn't do much. You are going to use her as your, your, your standard of living. You are, you are, you are, yes, your counselor. I mean, you are going to be in trouble. Eh? Your friend that you met somewhere. I mean, these are people who, they are wonderful people, but they shouldn't be the ones to, ones to give you counsel. And they shouldn't be the ones to lead you in life. You are, or else you'll be in trouble. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. You must allow the word of God to rather instruct you. And take, you see, the word of God is from ancient men. It was written by prophets who have lived before you came. They did when there when social media was there, but they would tell you about social media. They will tell you that look unto the word of God rather than looking unto something else. Hey, 
Mm. You are always on social media. Ladies are always shaking their bottoms. And you are wondering why you always have last around you. What kind of garbage in, garbage out? Ladies are, every lady is shaking the bottoms on some of these places. And that's all you keep scrolling every time. What you keep watching, you become. I'm sorry, but that's it. You are frying your brain and frying your future. You are frying it KFC hot boiling oil. Yeah. This guy took the the counsel of the small boys, and that was it. He lost the kingdom. He lost the kingdom completely. So there are a lot of things we lose because we take the counsel of people, our mates, and don't take the counsel of the word of God. So I pray for you that you receive grace to to do the to do what the word of God says. To listen to what the word of God says and not listen to your mates and what they say. Oh, Charlie, these days, yeah, it'd be better now, better now, be the thing. Aviator, the plane will fly, ah, then you go catch, go get. Charlie, you are are going to lose. You are going to lose, brother. Let the word of God guide you. You want to prosper, you need the word of God. The word of God will prosper you. One of the things that the word of God does is to prosper you. Can you imagine? It will prosper. You'll be shocked. It will make you influential. It will make you prosperous. It will make you wise. One of the first things it does is to make you wise. Because of the various stories. Because as you read the stories, you see that, hey, Charlie, I say, my brother, they are talking about my life. I tell you. You can see yourself clear inside. Clear. 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 You are stealing. You realize that you are inside the Bible. You, yeah, yeah, you, you started cultivating a habit of taking things that does not belong to you. Do you see? You are taking things that do not belong to you. The iPhone is nice, so I mean, do some one or two movements to get it. Yeah. You should, you should know about someone called Achan in the Bible. Achan stole something. He took something he was not supposed to take. He took something he was not supposed to take. You know how he ended up? He ended up dying. These are stories in the Bible. These are all stories. You need to read your Bible. Just read. You'll be shocked at the things you will learn. And the things you, you, that you become wise. Yeah, you become wise. And it's, it's the first thing. Go to uh, um, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 once again. You like my message? Yeah. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness. Have you seen it? Yeah. Now, go, go to verse 15. Go to verse 15. It says, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise. They are able to make you what? Wise. wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. They have an ability to make you wise. You just become a very smart person. I mean, if you're a lady and a guy is just lying to you, you know that I mean this guy is lying to you. You're just lying to me. Yeah, you just you just know that person is lying to you. Yeah. There are a lot of ladies, the guy is lying to you, you know it. But you just can't say you just can't say no. He's lying to you. I'll, I'll do anything for you. He's singing songs. I will do anything for you. I will do anything, girl, anything for you. And then I had this boy, he can sing, but I like it. I like it. It's my heart. It's my joy, daddy. <laughs> Mercy on your head. 
Yeah. <laughs> you will see that Charlie, the guy is lying to me. Yeah. You know that he has three girlfriends he has been sleeping with. He's just making you the fourth. You are going to be the fourth. He's a baby daddy. He has all kinds of things that you don't. But you will know. Through the spirit, you will know. Yes. Elisha said to Gehazi, Went not my heart with thee. You know, when you're a spiritual person, you just know things. I mean, you just, you can just pick things and you can just see things. Yes. One of our guys was trying to go out with a certain lady. You know, and he was just praying. I told him, what you should pray about That's what I was praying, praying. He just had a dream and saw the lady talking to somebody in a certain country. Hey. Hey. And it was true. The name that was in there, he saw in the dream, is the same name that the guy, I mean, there was a guy there and the lady was pretending as though there was nobody there. She was just moving around. Oh, there's nobody. But there was a guy who was sending her things and doing things for her and all of that though. Yes. The guys, the boy saw it. And as he was praying, the Lord showed it to him. That actually you are dealing with a double tongue person. So you have to be very careful. But if you're a young man who doesn't know any, I mean, there's no, your, your spirit man is not being with the, with the word of God. You will, not, you will not see some things. You will not do, you will just walk into danger. Yeah, you walk into what you're not supposed to walk into. It makes you wise. You see, you can depend on it for your life. It will instruct you, it will change your life, it will take you where God wants you to go. You receive many lessons. Many, 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 many lessons. Someone will give you scholarship. You will know that scholarship can let, let you lose your destiny. Go and ask Joseph. What? Joseph could have just slept with Potiphar's wife. Okay, it would have been fine. He would have confessed, isn't it? Oh Lord, it's me again. Your son has just sinned. Please forgive me. In Jesus' name, Amen. Like the way you think that it happens when you, you like, oh God, they say you understand. It's just, it's just small sex. God, this one you don't. Have. It's just small sex. It's just, it's not, I mean, it's not my first. Just, it's nothing. Just. Hey. Hey. Bye bye. See you. I'm going home. <laughs> but when you read the Bible, you realize that, hey, Charlie, this thing can let me lose my destiny. Yeah, it depends on where you are going in life. If you are not going anywhere, you can be fooling around. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen people, maybe you are traveling to Kumase, and then you get to Nkoko, or you get to. Uh, Yes, let's say you get to, those times you, could, you have to go through and cook all the township. Okay? But now all the roads are behind the towns. So you don't see the township. Okay, Konongo. I don't know if you've ever gone to Kumasi. How many of you have gone to Kumasi before? Some people have not gone. Okay, you are going to Accra. How many of you have gone to Accra before? Give me no one. Where have you gone? Ask anybody, where have you gone to? Okay, you, let's say Accra. Let's say you are going to Accra. When you're going to Accra, you descend the mountain, you go through the mountain, and then you get to um, Medina, Zongo Junction. No Zongo Junction. Yeah. Have you seen a number of human beings at Zongo Junction? Yeah. Many people. It says Zongo Junction. <laughs> and they are doing a lot of buying and selling. The cars are not moving. The trotter people are just there. They are loading. I mean, people are crossing the road. There are a number of people crossing the road, and the bridge. The bridge is just there, but nobody uses it. The people are crossing the road. I mean, it's a very wild place. You see, but you don't, you don't stop there and join them and cross the road with them 
and go to the market and all of that. If that's not where you are going, maybe you are going to Accra Central. Maybe you are on your way to Kimpiski. Or moving pick. Do you see? And then you get to you get to um Zongo Janshi and you get down from the car because you see I see a lot of people moving around, they are crossing the roads like they are happy, everything. And then you just get there and then you are with them. You see what you are missing? You are missing out on Kimbiski or moving pick. You are missing out on lunch. You are missing out on five star. I tell you, you are missing out on executive lounge. Yeah, I was in the executive lounge with my wife some time ago. At moving pick, very beautiful. I was like, man, we're just oh, you'll be there, you'll be there, you'll be there. Beautiful place. Yeah. Charlie, you cannot compare it to Zongo Janshin. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. That is what happens when you you just you see you are just messing up like every other person is messing up. It's like you don't know where you are going. You are joining the foolish boys and the foolish girls around. They are betting, they are sleeping around, they are drinking, they are boozing, they are doing everything, lying, stealing, doing everything some. And like you have the business as Zogo Jans, and then you drop there and you are with them. When you are on your way to moving pick, to Kimpiski, yeah, the, the Kimpiski, there's a pool on, I think it's a sit floor or something like that. The pool is on the sit floor. Oh man, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, you'll be there. Beautiful restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, even the, the lounge alone is relaxing enough. And you can just go, you can just enter the lounge and go and sit there. You can go and just, just tomorrow you can go. Yes, nobody will catch you and say, what are you doing here? Nobody will, nobody will say, it's, it was made for you, go and enjoy some, okay? <laughs> you can just move through the hotel, everything will be fine. Nobody will catch you. You can pretend you're going to have lunch and then you go to the poolside. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you in the church? Yeah. We miss out on a lot of good things. Joseph knew where he was going to. The stories will bless you if you just it, it, it brings you assurance in life that the path God wants you to take is correct. You don't need to move away. Yes. And you see that the Holy Spirit is also is the Holy Spirit is the one who reminds you of things. One of the things the Holy Spirit does is to remind you of the scriptures. You see, He reminds you of the word of God. When you are going through some things, He just reminds you. Do you remember this? Do you remember that? You see, He's the one who brings the comfort the encouragement, and all of those things that comes with the word of God. He quickens the word of God. Okay? Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63, he said, the words I speak unto you, they are what? They are spirit, and they are life. Very soon you have air conditioning, you, a whole place will be closed. Not all the smell, the smell, the, the people who are talking, you will not hear them again. When you enter, you're like, oh, it looks like heaven. It will happen practically. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? And then we'll buy a land and build a very big, nice. By the grace of God, it will happen. The first time I came, I mentioned, isn't it? Yes. There's a big cathedral that's going to be built here by the grace of God. Yes. Yes. So, fear not. Just keep flowing in the boat. Eh? Tell me, keep flowing in the boat. We've been in worse places. You were telling me about this is like Asafo. I know. I understand what you're talking about now. Yes, it reminds me. I have a lot of memories coming to my mind. Yes. Why am I wants it? <laughs> it is the spirit that quickens, isn't it? Then yeah. it says the flesh profits nothing. The spirit gives life. One of the things the Holy Spirit does is to, is to give life. What, what the, the, the Holy Spirit quickens the word of God for you. He brings the word of God to life. Okay? What does the Holy Spirit do? He brings the word of God to life. 
he's called the spirit of revelation. And revelation, the word revelation is apocalypsis. It means to unveil or to take what is covering the thing for you to see it. Do you see? Uh-huh. You, there can be a pot of gold sitting in your bedroom now, under your bed, and you may not know. Do you see? But when you remove the bed, you see the pot of, oh, there's a pot of gold. But until you take the bed off, you will never know. But the Holy Spirit reveals. Eh? He reveals the word of God to us. Okay, he's showing us a scripture, Ephesians 1.17. Always pray to God, to God, to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation of insights into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. So he makes the knowledge of Jesus Christ or the knowledge of God very intimate to you and he brings it to you. He, he reveals, that's his job. The Holy Spirit reveals the word of God to you. Okay? Yeah. As you are reading it, he starts, he starts showing you how that is linked to your life and starts helping you with your decisions. Okay, shows you that make this decision or choose this one as you are reading. That's why the best time to make decisions is when you are meditating on the Word of God. You see, when you are reading the Word and meditating on it. You see, that's one of the best times to make decisions because the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Revelation is just flowing. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse, verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of any man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Isn't it? Then he says, all these things that are hidden, the things that I has not seen, ear has not heard, all of those things, he says, but God has revealed them unto us. How? How does God reveal the things to you? By his spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who reveals what God has in store concerning your life to you through the word of God. He doesn't do it outside of the word of God. And that's what you need to you need to be. You need to be very you need to be conscious of. Okay? He reveals it to you through the word of God. So as you are reading, the Lord will just will just speak things out for you. And sometimes you'll be there, you bring it to your mind. Do you remember this one? Sometimes God will tell you about your character. He says, as you are praying, he will tell you that you are behaving like Saul. You get it. <laughs> you are wondering why they are doing. See that? What's your name? Yvonne. That's my wife's name. Wow. That's nice. <laughs> Please, you can sit down. Yeah. You reveal it to you. You realize that. You are not a good person at all. No. And then he will start talking to you about your character. Like, he will tell you that you are being a fool. Have you read 1 Samuel 25, 25 before? Let's read 1 Samuel 25, 25. This is a story concerning a man called Nabal. Or Nabal. And his name meant fool. Okay? And his wife... His wife was explaining to David in this verse why David should not mind it. Because Nabal, his name started manifesting in his life. You see, he, he had made a decision that was going to kill all of his family members. Sometimes we can make a decision that is going to destroy all of our family members. Yeah. I, was, I was at a certain place and I saw a man who had made a decision 
that, had, that has destroyed all of his family just some few days ago. Yes. He's made a decision. He made a decision 25 years ago. And it has destroyed the whole family. He didn't think about his children. He didn't think about his wife. He didn't think about a lot of people. He just made a decision. Like this guy. He says, let not my Lord, I pray thee, regard this man of Belial. Even Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and Foley is with him. Have you seen it? Foley is with him. Do you know, do you know what he did? He had, he had, we should read message, eh? Okay, let's read message version. Pastor says we should read message version. He says, don't dwell on what the, the, that brute Nabal did. He acts out the meaning of his name. Nabal, fool. Foolishness oozes from him. <laughs> Foolishness, that's what? Oozes from him. Yes. Or sometimes you'll be there, God will tell you, you're behaving like Nabal. Then you go and check, who is Nabal? When you check, you realize that, hey, I have to be careful. Yeah. You see, Nabal, okay, had um, cows and things, and he had, he had a farm and all of that. And David and his men had served as security forces for him, so that his things, you can look for those places, so his things are not destroyed. When the day of harvest came and he harvested his things, David and his men, David sent some of his men to go and ask for, I mean, yeah, we've, been, we've been around, we've been hanging, because we've been hanging around, nobody has come to come and destroy your farm. Prior to our coming, people were destroying your farms. But when we came, I mean, your farm has been okay. So can you give us some of the farm produce? Nabal said they should, we should go and tell David that he's a very foolish man. He has left his, he has left his father's, uh, his master's house and he's fully around. Can you look for, for it quickly for me? Yeah. Go, go up. Go to, let's go to verse 8 so that we understand what... I just said a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And David sent out ten young men, and David said unto the young men, Get you up to Carmel, and go to Nabal, and greet him in my name. And that shall you say to him, that liveth in prosperity. Peace be both to thee, and peace be to thine house, and peace be unto all that thou hast. And now I have heard that thou hast, hast shares. Now that thy shepherds which were with us, we heard them not. Is it his shepherds were with them? Says, we heard them not. Neither was there what missing unto them. All the while they were in camp, all the while that they were around, they didn't lose anything. We were with them. We protected them. Next verse. Ask thy young men, and they will show thee. Tell us them; they will show you. Wherefore, let the young men find favor in thine eyes, for we come in a good day. Give, I pray thee, whatsoever cometh to thine hand unto thy servants and to thy son David. Can you imagine this? To thy son David, unto thy servants. Like, oh, we are your servants. Just give us some of the things that you have. Do you see? Sort us out. We've been, we've been around. We've been, we've been helping. Hmm? We've been helping. We've been trying to push things, put things in place. So it's time to give us something. Just say thank you for what we have done for you. It wasn't official, but I mean, we were there. Do you know, do you know how Nabari responded? Next verse. Verse 9. And when David's young men came, they spoke to Nabal according to all the words that the words in the name of David and ceased. Verse 10. And Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David? And who is the son of Jesse? There be many servants down like this that break away every man from his master. He was telling David that he's a breakaway guy. He's a disloyal guy. Yeah, disloyal guy. You destroy disloyal, disloyal people who are moving around. Who should give you up? My friend, get out. Next verse. <laughs> Shall I then take my bread and my water and my flesh that I have killed for my shares and give it unto men whom I know not whence they be? Get out! 
So he sacked them. Do you see? He sacked them. This is what happens when you are not appreciative of what people have done for you that you have seen and that you have not seen. One of the, you see, as you read the Bible, the Bible teaches you not to disrespect your parents. Because you don't know what you did when you were a baby. <laughs> because you didn't see it. Okay? All you saw when you grew up was that she was going to market and coming back in. You didn't really see that because of you, they had to cut her. Yeah. They had to do CS on her. Her stomach is the way it is because of you. And your siblings. One, one child was saying to the mother, oh, but your, your, hands are, your hands are not nice. When my friends come out, I don't want you to come around. Just put something on your hand. I don't want, you, I don't want them to see your hands. Yes. She said it not once, not twice. Well, four different times. When her friends come over, oh, mommy, stay, stay away. I don't, want you to, I don't want my friends to see you. And the mother was always crying. Like, ah, what what I... I'm your mother. No, 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 mommy, stay. No, no, don't. please. I don't want my friends to see you. Just like some people don't want their friends, their mother to, their friends to see their mother. Or to see their father. Or to see their house. Because how you dress outside and how your house is, it doesn't match. Do you like my message or you don't like my message? Wow. And one day the mother sat her down and told her that. There was a fire outbreak in the house where, where you were born. Where you were when you were born. You were when you were born, you know. And I was outside and you were inside. And when I saw the fire, it was too late. So I rushed in. And I didn't wait for the fire people to come because if I had waited, you would have died. So I rushed in, came and then came to carry you from the fire. And the fire, I mean, the fire burnt my hands. So you are actually the reason why my, my hands are the way they are. You see. Don't wait to be told. Tell me, but don't wait to be told. What has happened in the times past? Before you start becoming appreciative. You should be saying thank you a lot to a lot of people. Oh, thank you. Thank you. God bless you for helping me. Yeah. When someone helps you, God bless you. Thank you. Don't be, don't be moving around like you are. You are what? <laughs> you are John Wick. No, 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 no. Are you understand what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to say is that the word of God makes you wise. And it can be depended upon. It, like, it, it instructs you. It shows you what to do with your life. So learn to, just read it. Honestly, you see, I'm saying things in the Old Testament. The New Testament is even wilder. Because the New Testament has your name in it. Yeah. The New Testament is actually written to you. The Old Testament is written for you, for your learning. Okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6. That one is written for your learning. But the New Testament is written to you. It has your name. Direct. Look at this. Now, these things were, were examples. So the intent we should not last after, after evil things as they also lasted. He goes on. He says a lot of things. And go to verse 9 and verse 10. Neither let us tempt Christ, verse 10. Now, all these things happened. Eh? He's talking about all the things that happened to the people in the wilderness. Matthew, uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. All the things that happened there. Okay, including all the things in the, in the prophets everywhere. He says, now all these things happened unto them for examples. And they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. 
I'm using it. Let's read other versions of this. They are written for. So if you are not reading it, it's like you are. There's a path. It's like someone is giving you has given you Google Maps to his, his house, and you are not using the Google Maps, and you are just moving around. Ah, what is wrong with you? And you keep calling. I can't find my way. Ah, I just sent you. I sent you a Google Maps. Just put your Google your your maps on and all of that. Your location on, and you will get there. He says, now these things, this is amplified, now these things befell them by way of a figure as an example and warning to us. They were written to admonish and fit us for right action. Hmm? For right action by good instruction. We in whose days the ages have reached their climax, their consummation and concluding period. They were written for our right action by good instruction. So that you will know that this thing, I'm not supposed to get into it. You get it? Yeah, I'm this is dangerous. Hey, this thing is dangerous. It's very dangerous. Absalom was fighting against his father. What happened to Absalom? His hair was stuck in a tree. And they killed him. Yes. Yeah. So there are, like, there are some things you shouldn't. David said, shall, shall you, can you touch the anointed and be guiltless? Who can touch the anointed and be guiltless? Like when you hear people talking about men of God, this man has done this, this man has done it, he has stolen some money, he has stolen some gold, he has done it, he has slept with this lady, he has done this. Yeah. You will not say some. When, even when you see them insulting themselves on radio or on TV, don't say some. Are you in the church? Because saying some is smiting the servant of God. Hey. Mm. You don't want leprosy to come into your life. When Miriam criticized Moses, leprosy was what she had. When Josiah tried to do what men of God do, leprosy came to him. Yeah. You may not get physical leprosy today, but there's spiritual leprosy where your life starts reducing. You see, leprosy, if you get leprosy, God forbid, anybody who gets leprosy, okay, the nose, everything outward starts shrinking. Your nose will shrink. Before long, there's no nose, outer nose like this. This will, it will finish. All that you have starts finishing. All you have, you, you have will start finishing. Your mouth starts finishing. Your chin starts finishing. Your fingers. You've never seen a leper before? Your fingers. All these fingers are there like this. As the leprosy starts working, 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 you see that the, the fingers vanish. And it becomes a stamp. I know someone who's one has vanished up to this point. Nobody cut the handle. The hand has finished over the period. And it's left from... The, you can see only the wrist going. Yeah. The legs. All the, 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 the toes. Have you seen that before? Have you seen that before? Yeah. yeah. The toes vanish. They were there before. But they start vanishing. Yes. And that's what happens in the spirit. To all those who criticize men of God and then talk against them and insult them and instead of honoring them, you are saying things you are not supposed to say, killing them in your heart, in your mind and speech. You have to be careful. Anybody who talks like that, check their life. You will see that things start reducing. Yeah. Things start reducing. Some lose their children. Some lose, aha, uh-huh, you see? That's, a, that's, that's an example of a leper. So, yeah. All, you see, all of it was there before, but all has vanished. I've seen some that has, the nose is gone. The nose is gone. Yes, the eyes, everything just starts going. 
it's wild, I tell you. Something you don't want to be involved with at all. Yeah. And the amazing thing about leprosy is that it is infectious. Yes. So, yes, a leper must not be kept around. Or else everybody will get some. Mm. Yeah. That's what happened. It's insulting men of God and those things. It's infectious. When you stay around people who talk about men of God and say, before long, you're also saying something. Before long, you have their disease. Tell anybody, read your Bible. Read your Bible. Can I Bible now? Honestly. Oh. Just know the story. You'll be shocked. The Holy Spirit starts revealing it to you. You'll be there and then it'll be coming to you. Yeah. God will tell you, you are behaving like David now. You are behaving like David now because now you are into worship. When you are there, you just start worshiping God on your own. Nobody tells you, it's not a church program. You Now you are there, you just wake up in the morning. For you are glorious. You become more thankful. Yes. God will tell you, you are becoming more like David now. Yeah. You are becoming a thankful person, a, gra- a grateful person. Not an ungrateful person. I see it. Yes. So, because of time, I, I will not be able to go on. Yeah, it's 10 o'clock. It's 10 p.m. I'm sure tomorrow you have to go to work. But have you learned anything since I started talking? Yes. Read. Tell me about read. 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 And it will guide you. It will guide you, I tell you. The Holy Spirit will start. You see, the language that God speaks. Let me say this last thing and then I'll stop. Okay, there's a language that God speaks. How many of you speak Ghana here? How many of you understand Ghana? Okay, me tell you look here, Gami. Okay. Okay. But you couldn't understand because your mind has not been trained to understand it. Do you see? It's a language that exists. Guy is a language that exists. It's spoken by some people. It exists. The fact that you cannot speak it does not mean that it does not exist. So don't say that God does not speak. The fact that you have not heard it before does not, say, does not mean that God does not speak. God speaks. Oh yes, God speaks. Only that your mind has not been trained to understand when he is talking. When he's talking, you may be hearing it as thunder. Yeah. It's in the Bible. You may be hearing just kwe, kwe. You don't know. There's something that is being said. John chapter 12, you see it. Jesus was talking. And then God spoke. And the people said, oh, it thundered. They heard it as thunder. Hmm? John chapter 12. Um, let's read verse 24. Yeah. Go to the next verse. Verse 25. He that loveth his life. Verse 26. Father, 28 now. Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven, saying, this, A voice from where? Heaven. A voice who, from heaven came, saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. So there was a clear voice that spoke a clear message. I have both glorified it and I will glorify it. Look at, look at how the people heard it. 
The people therefore that stood by and heard it said that they thundered. They said that, oh, thunder. They heard brush, 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 brush. That was what they heard. Okay? Others said an angel spoke to him. And others said, oh, maybe an angel spoke to him. But God, look at what Jesus said. Look at the next verse. And Jesus, Jesus answered and said it, and said, This voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Yet they heard it as thunder and lightning. The voice was what, the, what God, the message was for them. But they could not understand, they could not hear it. Why? Because their minds were not trained to hear the word of God. The Bible, the word of God, is God's material. It's God's language. Hmm? Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. Verse 2. Verse 1 and verse 2. It is God's language. And as you train your... That's all you do. You need to train. If you want to learn a language, what do you do? You start training yourself. <laughs> Something. Je m'appelle. There are some French people here. Je ne sais pas. Yeah. Forgive me. Which country are you from? Benin. Wow. You also from Benin? You are from Nigeria. Okay. Who else is from? You are the only one. You are from Ghana, but you speak French. Wow. You see, if they, if they speak French right now, eh? It's a, it's a language, oh. It's a language. They can be arranging for you to be thrown downstairs as they are talking. But you will never, you are not hearing anything. Why? Because your mind has not been trained. Just because your mind has not been trained. So you see, when you're not reading the Bible and God speaks, you don't know that God has spoken to you. You hear it as thunder. Yeah. Blush, 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 blush. Acts chapter 9. When Paul was on his way to Damascus and he fell off his horse, he saw a bright light, bright noonday sun, blah, blah, he fell down. God spoke to him, Jesus spoke to him in the Hebrew tongue. And the people who were with him heard some sounds. They heard it as sounds. Hmm? And the men which stood, this is verse 7, and the men which stood, which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. They were hearing a voice, like, do you understand a voice? Yeah. But they couldn't understand what was being said. There are other places. Uh, there's one in chapter 22, I believe. Okay, Paul was relating the same story. And he said that the people who were with me, they heard some sounds, but they didn't understand. Eh? Acts 22 verse 9 says, And they that were with me saw indeed the light and were afraid, but they heard not the voice of him that spoke to me. I'll be saying, this one has to do with, they didn't understand what he was saying. Yeah. Meanwhile, he was speaking the Hebrew tongue. Can you imagine? Because their minds were not trained to hear. So one of the main reasons why you need to, like, read the Bible, just read the Bible. You see that, hey, it's nice when God speaks to you. Hey, tell me God can speak to me. God can just speak to me. I can just hear the voice of God. Yes, God can tell me, do this. It's God who told me to start a church. Yeah, God told me to start Love Economy Church. When there was nothing, there was nothing around me that showed that it would work. Not even me, I didn't even believe it. I didn't believe it. I went to ask Reverend George. Charlie, this is what God says I should do. <laughs> what do you think? He said, do it. If it's God who has spoken to you, then do it. And God told me, just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Like the Nike advert. Just do it. Yeah. I said, oh, this one. Hey, I'm afraid. Yeah. I didn't know that I'll be standing in Kofuridia preaching to you. 
Kofodia. Yeah. With thousands of people. You see, if I had not obeyed, if I had not obeyed God, we would not be here. Do you see? Yes. If he had not obeyed God to come here, we would not be here. That's the truth. Do you see? So hearing God through his word. Okay. Hearing God where? Don't go and stand by the beach and say, God, speak to me. God, speak to me. God, speak to me. God. An evil spirit will speak to you. An evil what? An evil spirit will speak to you. I've been very cautious with it. The word of God. God, God's language. And God who at sundry times. Go back to that place. Hebrews chapter um, 1, right? Verse 1. God who at sundry times and in diverse manners speak in times past unto the, unto the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by, you see that his is in brackets, right? Meaning that it was not there in the, it's not there in the original translation. So actually it's supposed to read like this. God has in these last days spoken to, unto us by son. But that's not right English, right? It's supposed to be by son. He has spoken to us, God has spoken to us by son. The word by is N, E-N, that's a Greek word. It can also be translated in. So you can read this this way. Has in these last days spoken unto us in son. The translators didn't think that it would sound nice. So they decided to introduce this his here. If you read the Bible and you see italics or brackets, you should know that, especially if it's King James, you should know that that is not part of the original translation. They put it there for it to make English sense. You get it? So they thought that, oh, this one, it doesn't make English sense. So let's put his there, by his son. So that it's like, oh, he's spoken to us by his son, Jesus Christ. But actually, it's more than that. Okay? Hmm. If you go to class and they say, oh, today the lecturer spoke to us in French. Is it good English? That's good English, right? The lecturer spoke to us in French. That's good, good English, isn't it? Yes. So, the reason why... Ah, this is what ASB. Thank you. This has in at the end of this day spoken unto us in son, not in his son, in son. In son. It's like the son is a language in French or in English or in Spanish or in something. Why? Because a son, Jesus Christ, is a language. Why? Because a son is a word. Is a son not the word of God? Yeah. Is Jesus Christ not the word of God? Yeah. Jesus is the word of God. Jesus did not exist in heaven as Jesus before he was born. He existed in heaven as the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. So he was the word of God. Then when he was born, he was given a name, Jesus Christ. There was no son in heaven moving around like there's father, then there's a son moving around like that, and then there's Holy Ghost. There was nothing like that. Okay? Uh-huh. So the son is the language of God. Look at Revelation. Revelation chapter 1. I'm closing. Tell anybody he's closing. Tell anybody, do you believe that he's closing? What do your neighbor say? Look at verse 10. Revelation 1 verse 10. One verse 10. It says, I was, this is John talking. It says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a great voice as of a, as of a trumpet. Verse 11. Saying, saying I'm I am Alpha 
and omega. What are the letters of the Greek? The first letter, alphabet of the Greek is what? Alpha. And the last one is what? Omega. So Jesus is saying, I'm the alphabet. Oh, you didn't catch it? Did you catch it? I am the alpha. I'm the alpha. I'm the beginning. I'm the first letter of the alphabet. And I'm the last letter of the alphabet. In other words, I am a language. The word of God is a, is a language. And the language is God's word. So as you are reading the, the Bible, you are actually training yourself to understand. It's like training yourself to understand French. You see? Yes. So that when a French person or your French beloved yes, comes and is saying, Je m'appelle Jean-Claude. Uh, Jean-Claude... Uh, 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 something. Um, Jebel, you are you are you are pretty. How do you say it? To a bell, yeah. To a bell, you are you are pretty. To a bell, you will not say. Are you saying which bell do you want me to get for you? Which bell? Belaka. Belaka or which one? You will not say that. Your mind is not trained to understand. You are you understand. Uh, to a bell. Oh. Wee wee wee. Wee yeah. Merci merci beaucoup. Merci beaucoup monsieur. Yeah. How do you say you are, you are handsome? You are also handsome. Yeah. To a what? To a bow. To a bow. Monsieur. Yeah. Ah, the web. Web. Hallelujah. You will not say it's something else. You know that it is when the Lord is talking to you, you understand well. Okay? Yeah. And then your life with the Lord will bear more fruit. That's when He starts instructing you on certain levels. Yeah. Thy word is what? It's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It starts lamp. It's, 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 you see, when the Bible says it's a lamp unto my feet, those times there were no street lights, there were no lights in those times. The sandals they had, okay, came with a light around it. To light, yes, to light up your path. Or else you'll be stepping on a stick and you know you see. So all the, all the, most of the sandals came with lights. So in the night, it comes on. And then you are, it guides you in the night. So the word of God is for, it's a guide for you. You see, it's a lamp on, on, onto my feet. Eh? And a light onto my path. It shows you the path you are supposed to go on. Hmm? Psalm 119 is what? It's 105. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you want the word of God to guide you. Then Thy word is a lamp onto my feet and a light on my path. A lamp onto my feet so I don't dash my foot against what I'm not supposed to dash. And a light on my path. So I came all the way to come and tell you that you can depend on the word of God. It will guide you. Hmm? It's a language you must learn. You must take your time. You don't need to rush. It's one learning language. You don't. You don't rush. Yeah. Before, before you are like you are speaking. Okay, come boom. Oh, you need to say tea bread. Do you see? Do you yes. I mean, you have to take time. Do you see? And and go through the language. If you take your time and go through, it, you realize that when when the Lord speaks, you understand. Yes. When the Lord speaks, you understand. For most of us, the Lord is speaking, but we sometimes we don't understand what He's saying. We're just hearing thunder. Burush. Burush, burush. Burush, burush, burush. That's all you're hearing. Do you see? Yes. And you may be missing what you, are, you, are, what, what you need. God will show you. There are things God will show you. 
I think God will just show you. One day I was praying, I was just reading my Bible, praying. God said, go to Accra. Start a church in Accra. Yes. Today we have 20 churches in Accra. 20. Now God is telling me, go to other parts of Africa. Yeah. Just reading my Bible. Just reading my Bible. As I'm reading, the Lord, as I'm reading, the Lord just says, do this. Yeah. Okay. Then I wait for more confirmation. Pray about what God, when God tells you something, just pray more. Pray about. Just be praying. Be, be praying. Lord, thank you that you speak. Thank you that you are showing me what to do. Thank you that I will not miss my path. In the name, I will never miss you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you. When you speak in tongues. As you are speaking in tongues, the Lord will bring you more light. So your heart is getting closer to the thing, or your heart is departing away from the thing. Are you in the church? Yeah. yeah. And you would know whether to go or not to go. Okay? Yes. I see the Lord helping you. Jesus and I see the word of God becoming more dependable for you. Jesus in the name of the Lord Jesus. Rise up upon your feet and thank God for what I shared with you in the next few minutes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank God for what you shared with you. Give him glory, give him praise for what you shared with you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Father, bless your children, Lord. Yes. 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 I see the Lord's hands lifted high above for you. I see the Lord speaking to you and helping you, guiding you. The Lord says to tell you that you will not lose your way. The Lord says to tell you that he will guide you through his word. Yes, through his word. Through his word. Yes, through his word. The Lord is guiding you through his word. Says you will not lose your way. Yes, you will not lose your way. The Lord is guiding you through his word. Through his word. And I see your feet being lighted up. The Lord is just lighting up your feet. Lighting up your feet. In a dark and crooked world, you'll be shining as lights to the glory of God. And this church will be known as a word-based church. This church will be known as a church full of the word of God, full of the power of God, because the power of God is embedded in the word. So I see the word of God bringing the power of God to you in a very special way. Jesus said, the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Life is coming to you. Power is coming to you. Grace is coming to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you will not lose your way. Fruits are coming to you on every day of your life. I see you producing fruits. I'm seeing a tree that is budding. Yes, a tree that is shooting up. And I see it growing over time bearing fruits. The Lord says that he's giving you the opportunity to grow and to bear fruit. Yes, growth, the growth that has begun will keep going and it will, it will keep flourishing and you fruits, maximum fruits, fruits that you never thought you'd see in your life. The Lord is beautifying your life. 
just as he beautified the heavens, the Lord is beautifying your life, making your life full of joy. All the sadness is taken away. It's a new age, a new day. I came to announce your day, your new day and your new dawn of joy, of fruitfulness, of manifestations of the goodness of God in the name of the Lord Jesus. I speak as a prophet sent by God to you. And I speak fruits for you, joy for you, love for you, the kindness of God for you on every day of your life. You will not fail. You will not fail. Many have thought that you will fail, but you will not fail. I came to tell you that you will not fail. I came to tell you that because the word of God is bound around your head and around your neck and around your hands, you are made up for life. You will not fail. You will keep producing fruits all the days of your life. And people will wonder at you. Yes. Like David, you say, God has made me a wonder unto many generations. The Lord is making you a wonder unto your generation. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, bless. Thank you that this Kofredia church is flourishing and becoming a multitude, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Congratulations. Thank you for having me. God bless you. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.